Andy, my boy, before we jump into tonight's episode, I just want to take a moment to thank tonight's sponsor, which of course is HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? Well, with HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All of these recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on your first order of HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. Number one. And away we go. All right, Andy, my boy, what's up, what's up, what's up, everyone, and welcome into another episode of America's Hometown Horror. My name is Mike, and you already heard his name. I am joined tonight by Andrew. What's up, pal? What's up, guys? How we doing? And not too bad, not too bad. Another day in paradise, another week, another podcast, another movie to discuss. Certainly is, certainly is. Yes, it is. Yeah, so uh, another, another week that we are catless here in the studio, but uh, not to worry. She is doing good, just has a lot of stuff going on, and she will be uh, joining us, as always, uh, on an upcoming episode, which uh, will be joined by Tony from Spooky World the Movie, who has been on our show before next week, uh, for a very special episode. So Cat will return for that, but uh, Andy and I are flying solo again tonight, two in a row. Two in a row. Let I know. us go. I know. It's a little weird. We got on fine without Kat last time. Uh, you know, not we we're not able to make fun of her when she's not uh, sitting here. But, I mean, we, I can, mean, we, we, we still can. We can still make fun of her. <laughs> That's never a question. So, uh, have you heard anything about this? And I, I have heard from several reliable sources. Have you heard anything about this uh, paranormal show that was being filmed in Plymouth over the last couple of weeks? I have not, actually. So, a couple different people told me that... Um, Apparently, Jack Osborne, Ozzy Osborne's son, has a paranormal TV show and that uh, they were filming or doing research here in Plymouth for it. Uh, I know somebody uh, somebody that I, uh, that I know ran into this film crew at the BBC of all places in downtown Plymouth and uh, apparently they've been out and about shooting footage and I don't know, talking about some haunted stuff. So That's interesting. Mm. Some random... Totally random, right? Very random. Totally random. I and mean, I guess the upstairs the BBC is probably haunted, but yeah, I think I think the the film crew was there drinking after a day yeah, of shooting. So that makes sense. But I I would guarantee that the BBC is haunted. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll as we find out more about that, um, you know, we'll let you guys know. Share it on social media if we ever do find out about it. But uh, interesting stuff. So hopefully America's hometown brings some horror to the small screen in the upcoming weeks. <laughs> like uh, we did there. Yeah. That? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I know we've both uh, watched quite a few things uh, the la- since the last time we recorded, or at least I have. I know you uh, watched a movie that you dug pretty hard uh, a 
a couple nights ago, right? Yeah, uh, called Possessor. Yep. I think I watched it on Hulu, I want to say. It was streaming on. It was 2020. It was uh, Brandon Cronenberg, son of David, David Cronenberg. Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. This is, um, I think it's his directorial debut. That sounds mistaken. right. And I don't think he's made any other movies. Um, but in Cronenberg fashion, the extremely gory death scenes. Yeah. Like, over-the-top, disgusting, excessive. Yeah. But very fitting for this movie. I don't feel like... I don't feel like they were out of place. They seemed perfectly in line with what the story was. Yeah. Uh, very interesting movie. Very, It's more of a sci-fi kind of psychological thriller. Um, I highly recommend watching it. Um... Couldn't, didn't really know any of the actors or actresses in it. I've s- seen them in other things before. Yep. Um, other than, uh, what's his name, Sean Bean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Ned Stark. Thrones, and, yep, yep. Obviously. Yep. Uh, he was like the only one I immediately could recognize. The other people I recognized, um, but I couldn't put a... Sure. A lot of like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah, that, that person. I know that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But, that um, person. Not at all what you would think. Like, it's called Possessor, but it's not at all... It's not... It has nothing to do with spirits or nothing ghosts. Like, not like demonic possession. No, it's okay. more of a... Um, I don't know. I don't want to give anything away because it's a yeah. very new movie. You should definitely highly recommend watching it. It is very good story. Mm. Great death scenes. Yeah. So safe to say, don't, uh, don't eat uh, Hello Fresh and then watch this movie. No, because <laughs> you'll be Hello Vomiting. Uh, hello Vomiting, yeah. Hello uh, Trip to the Bathroom real quick. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, I know I have, uh, I finished American Horror Stories, or Cat and I did, and it's, it's it, they were all, like, decent. Nothing. Not, there were a couple that were better than others, but I would say overall, you know, hit or miss, kind of like most anthology series. Uh, so now that we've finished that, we're going to probably move on to American Horror Story this new season, which I have, I'm we're way behind on. I haven't even seen one episode of it. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend if you have if you have Hulu, check out American Horror Stories. It's definitely worth your time. Um, and then Andrew, I know I I've been watching this, and you and I had a chance to watch this last night. But uh, In Search of Darkness on Shutter. Yeah, I've watched it before, but I just kind of got I I started watching it again the other night just because it's. It gets me in the mood for the Halloween season, and it's uh, pretty dope. I feel like you could lose two hours like that watching that. Because oh, yeah. It's just, it's awesome. If you're a horror fan, like, what's not to like about it? Yeah, it's awesome. Just goes year by year uh, in the 80s, talks about pretty much any every horror movie that came out in the 80s, and they're interviewing all the heavy hitters, like huge directors, John Carpenter, Joe Dante, Mick Garris, like all these guys, and there's a ton of actors and everything, and it's really, really cool. Uh, and actually, we watched the section last night that talks about the movie that we're going to discuss tonight, which, put a pin in that, we'll get there in just a, just a moment. Uh, and then the only other thing that I would say, uh, so Creeps, so we're recording on Thursday, this will be out on Friday, as of, if you're listening to this right now, you will be able to watch uh, the first episode of Creep Show Season 3 on Shudder. Andrew, I know you're not a huge fan of that show, I do like it, I'll be watching Season 3. And there's also a new, uh, highly uh, buzzed and talked about Netflix horror series coming out tomorrow, or today, if you're listening today, um, called Midnight Mass, which is the newest from Mike Flanagan, who, Dr. Sleep, Haunting of Bly Manor, Haunting of Hill House, uh, what else did he do? A bunch of other stuff. He's really, really good. And uh, Midnight Mass is his newest show that's uh, going to be available on what's, Netflix. What's that about? So uh, the, they've, they, they have revealed very little, 
but apparently it is about a guy who returns to his small hometown. Seems very Stephen King-esque, has a dark past, and his arrival coincides with the arrival of this really odd priest, and all this stuff just starts happening. But aside from that, I don't really know what it's about. Sounds interesting. Um, I mean... I just know that it's getting rave reviews out there right now. So, you know, kind of like The Haunting of Hill House did and The Haunting of Bly Manor did. You know, when Mike Flanagan puts something out, it kind of sets the uh, the horror world abuzz. So I would definitely say check out Midnight Mass uh, if you're looking for something a little bit more serious. And if you want something a little bit more lighthearted and, uh, and funny and kind of scary, go for Creep Show. Cool. Got anything else? Uh, what else? I watched... Uh I watched John Carpenter's Vampires. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were mentioning that to me. Which is uh, a solid movie. Yeah, underrated. Yeah, underrated. I I think I've seen it like once or twice before, like bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Um, Good old interesting. James, James yeah. Woods. Yeah, James Woods. The pride he of Rhode Island. He annoys me, but... Um, <laughs> and so does the uh, Baldwin brother that's in it. I can't think oh, of Oh, yeah, name. all the Baldwins suck. Yeah. Can't suck enough. But interesting take on a vampire movie. I mean, it's yeah. kind of different. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Cool, man. Ready to uh, ready to talk about tonight's movie? Oh yeah! All right, let's do it. So we talked about it uh, initially that uh, we watched a segment on this movie last night. Probably one of the uh, most controversial, and I would say underappreciated sequels of all time. And I, I, you know, not doesn't translate well to a podcast, but I put the word sequel in air quotes because it's really not a sequel. Um, and that, of course, is Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I know this was a movie that uh, you definitely, when we were planning out, you know, September and October for the Halloween season, this is one that you were very adamant about getting into our rotation. So why don't you uh, start off with your thoughts on this movie, why you wanted to talk about it, what you think of it, the whole nine. Away you go. Well, I'll just start off by saying people are probably like, Season of the Witch, Halloween 3, blah, 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 I hate that movie. It's not like the first two, doesn't have Michael Myers. Right. I am of the belief that, I mean, I am of the opinion that Halloween and Halloween 2 are fine. They're good movies. I have no complaints. Actually, Halloween 2 kind of sucks. Halloween 2 kind of sucks. It's okay. Halloween, Halloween 1, Halloween 1 to me, you're not, you're not a huge it's fan. fine. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a good movie, but... So I, I wasn't, like, butthurt by the fact that Halloween 3 was its own different right. movie. I thought it was very well done. Interesting story. Yep. It is the ultimate '80s horror movie. Like oh, yeah. it, it hits on every level with the cheese, and I mean, they got the. It's kind of cultish. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bit of the supernatural involved mm-hmm. in it. Over the top it's gore. Got, yeah, over the top gore. Great physical, uh, practical effects. Yep. Um, just a weird fucking. It's one of those movies. that's just so weird that I love, and I love weird movies. Yeah. Like the acting is nothing great. Which is fine. I mean, it's good. It's, I love me some Tom Atkins, though. I will say, I love Tom Atkins. Yeah, he's he's an interesting character in that movie. Yeah, very very strange. So I think we're probably going to talk about that a little bit yeah. more. Even though his character is definitely a bit creepy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, he he's a horror veteran. He's been in a bunch of uh, horror movies. He's one of those guys that you'll see, be like, oh yeah, I know him. That's you, that's you, Tom you Atkins. You see that character in a yeah. horror movie in the? Uh, no, no, no. It's definitely very very eighties, but. Uh, it's actually funny, so the segment of In Search of Darkness on Halloween 3 season of The Witch that we watched last night, he was being interviewed, and he's, like, I think in his 80s now. So yeah, he's wild, yeah. Yeah, and he's still, he, you know, he's talked about how much he loved making the movie and the fact that they, they addressed the whole controversy about there being no Michael Myers. And, uh, yeah, he, he seemed to really enjoy his time making that movie. So, 
Yeah, I, I honestly think that this movie had been called something different. I think it would have kind of changed the legacy of the entire movie. It would have been more well-received. Yeah, they in could my have opinion. called it Season of the Witch. Or even like... Something. You know, the, so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but like, you know, even if it didn't have three in it, if it just had John Carpenter's Halloween colon Season of the Witch, because, you know, I, I think the, the third one in there, and obviously people were expecting to see Michael Myers... Insanely popular first movie, second uh, movie. He was in the movie. Though. He was in the movie. Yep, we'll also get to that. Um, but I just think, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. This is definitely it's a very good movie. I would say it, it definitely has horror-ish elements, and it's it, it's a horror movie, but it leans heavily into sci-fi. I would say mm-hmm. uh, definitely some cult vibes going on, some witchcraft, some warlockery, the whole nine. Yeah, uh, very creepy movie, and you know this is definitely one of those films. Like I feel like you have to be. I want to say a hardcore horror fan. Maybe maybe that's what I mean. But you have to be a hardcore horror fan to kind of appreciate this movie. The casual horror fan that's looking for a slasher like Michael Myers, which someone that usually sits next to us on this podcast, I feel like would probably hate this film. Oh, she movie. probably would despise it. This this for her would be like phantasm. Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, hey, it's got some some, you know, last a lasting legacy. I think over the years it's kind of gotten a better reputation because people have kind of accepted it for what it is. And, you know, hey, the silver shamrock masks, iconic. They're pretty cool. And I pointed out to you in one of the newer trailers for Halloween Kills that comes out in a couple of weeks, uh, they are making this movie canon because apparently uh, three of Michael's victims that are left behind are wearing each of the three silver shamrock masks. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Looks like Halloween Kills is really going like balls to the wall with all like the, you know, all the nods to the past movies in the franchise. See, that's excellent. I like that. Yeah. Gotta throw some nods in. And I think so. Like, like I think a lot of the characters in Halloween Kills are the actors that play or the actors or the characters from earlier sequels as gotcha. adults now kind of uniting and trying to like kill Michael Myers so I'm interested to see what they do with it um comes out in a couple weeks like I said but and I think I've now had the uh the silver shamrock jingle trapped in my uh you know stuck yeah, in my that's head hard for uh, for you know at least eight more days till Halloween 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 eight more days till Halloween silver shamrock probably like the most like, annoying and they do it it's probably played like thirty eight I actually times I have that number it's not oh. as many as you'd think I have the number I have the number but uh, yeah that, that's what I think about uh, Halloween three season of the witch so we'll. We'll get into the stuff that we usually do. We'll talk facts. We'll talk categories, analysis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, so this is now the fourth movie we've covered from 1982, uh, and I think this definitely falls probably towards the end because these are three heavy, three bangers. of my fav- three bangers. But the thing is one of my favorite horror movies of all time, uh, as is Creepshow, mm-hmm. uh, and I also really am a fan of Poltergeist. And I think I think I probably like all three of those movies more than I do Season of the Witch. Poltergeist, it's closer. I That's think. tough. Yeah, Creepshow and the Thing, far and away. Creepshow and the Thing are definitely one two. Yeah, know, whatever order you want to put it in, I don't care. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, Poltergeist, great movie, but yeah. this is such a different. This is like I feel like you can't even like talk about this movie in the same yeah. way that you talk about those movies. Yeah, you can't. So actually, it's funny. So after after Halloween se- three Season of the Witch, they also talked about Poltergeist uh, on In Search of Darkness, and they called it kind of like because it is. The Spielbergification of horror. It definitely yeah. feels like it's a Spielberg movie. Like it's got some scary moments, um, but it definitely feels like it's a little bit more of your, you know, I don't like. I guess 
it's a more approachable horror movie than Friday uh, than Friday. Yeah, it's a more mainstream, than Halloween yeah. Three: Season of the Witch. Yeah, it's more like you could take your kids to see Poltergeist. Uh, I mean, Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, probably not. Could. Well, yeah, Poltergeist was rated PG. This was definitely rated R. Yeah, that's R. wild. Yeah, that's I think it was before PG thirteen existed, which is just fucking nuts. So, um, also came out in nineteen eighty two, uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and uh, Cat People, which is a remake of a fifties horror movie that starred uh, Malcolm McDowell. Not a ton of other huge movies of note from 1982. Where's Cat? We have a movie about her. I know, Cat, Cat People. people. <laughs> um, excuse me. All right, cool. Want to hear some uh, some factoids about Halloween 3 season? Oh, I'm sure there's a There's time. some interesting stuff in here. So we already kind of talked about this, but this is famously the only film, the, the only one in the Halloween franchise not to feature Michael Myers. Obviously, it was a huge point of contention and controversy for a lot of people, but I'd say to the, you know, the uh, hardened, seasoned horror veteran... Uh, maybe it works as an advantage for this movie because, you know, Michael Myers is, you know, I, I love the Halloween movies as much as the next guy, but, you know, Michael Myers is kind of all kinds of overexposed at this point. So I think, and John well, Carpenter probably felt how, that way. So, so, like, let's be real. Halloween, good movie. Halloween 2, kind of stunk. Mm-hmm. Halloween 4, was that? Halloween 4 was the return of Michael Myers, and then there was H2O. Halloween 5. I think there was a Halloween 5, then I think there's Halloween H2O. Any of those good? Not really. No, I mean, not really. Like, so, you watch him just So, so yeah. theoretically, this could be the second best in that grouping of movies. Yeah. So I maybe this helped the Halloween. So what do you... Uh, let me ask you this. What do you like better? Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, or the 2018 Halloween sequel that was a direct sequel to the first one? So that's different. Mm. Yeah, it's hard to compare. I would say this is probably the third best movie. Out, of the, out of the ones that are... Or the original ones, like the ones yeah. before they started doing. This it. is the second best of the original. Oh yeah, ones. yeah, That's I right. think so. Yeah, for sure. But um, it's hard to rank it with the 2018. Yeah. Very good. So, uh, so John Carpenter, I guess after the success of Halloween, he didn't really want to make a Halloween two, but he they threw a bunch of money at him, so he did it. And he wanted to his his initial plan instead of doing Halloween two was to do this movie directly after and turn Halloween into an anthology series, uh, but. You know when they when they decided they wanted to do Halloween Three: Season of the Witch, he passed the baton off to Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, so this movie was written and directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. It was his directorial debut. Uh, Tommy Lee Wallace also famous for directing the TV miniseries version of It from 1990. Shout oh, out! Shout right. out to Cat's favorite thing on earth. Uh, but the movie was produced by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, his his longtime collaborative partner. Did he do anything else after? Uh, I hit? think I think he got some writing credits on it as well. But they were the producers of the movie, the two of them. No, any other? Tommy oh. Lee Wallace. Did he do anything other? Uh, than it nothing. That? Nothing too it? famous. That was the most like when That's I looked at his film art. That was pretty much the most famous it. thing. That's <laughs> it. Yes, it and uh, and Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. So basically, you know, I kind of said this, but, you know, Carpenter Hill thought the story of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers had run out of steam, and as a result, they wanted to turn the Halloween franchise into an anthology film series, which kind of leads me back to my original point, that if this movie hadn't been called Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, if it had just been called, like I said, John Carpenter's Halloween, Season of the Witch, or just Season of the Witch, something like that, I think it would have went over much better with horror fans and moviegoers, you know? Um... This definitely has much more of a science fiction vibe, which was intentional. Uh, Deborah Hill, the co-producer of the movie, actually said that uh, inspiration for this movie was drawn from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Makes sense. The 1956 movie, which, um, more on that in a moment. So the uh, Silver Shamrock Masks, mm-hmm. the uh, the ghost, what is it? Uh, it's a the jack-o'-lantern. Skull. The skull, the jack-o'-lantern, and the witch. Yep. 
Uh, all three of those masks were designed by Don Post, who made the original William Shatner mask that was turned into the iconic mask for Michael Myers. So same guy designed the mask for this movie. Awesome masks. The, they're really cool. They look great. They're awesome. Um, most of the filming, and here's where this kind of ties back into uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers again. So most of the filming took place in the small coastal town of Lolita, California. And the Silver Shamrock Factory in the movie is located in Santa Mira, California, which is a fictional town. But it's a fictional town that has been used in several works of horror and sci-fi throughout the years that aren't sequels and stuff. Uh, So obviously the aforementioned Invasion of the Body Snatchers movie in 1956 takes place in Santa Mira, California. Uh, Phantoms, which is a 1983 Dean Koontz novel, that takes place in Santa Mira, California. Uh, The Dark Tower 7 obviously written by Stephen King, takes place partly in Santa Mira, California. And, most randomly, uh, Sharknado's 2, 3, 4, and 5 all took place. So this is a non-real place. Yep. Like a fictional place. All of those those things have taken place, at least partly, in Santa Mira, California. I thought that was a really cool little thing. Yeah, it's like its own own universe. Its own universe. I know how much you love shared universes. It's definitely a shared universe, though. Yeah. Uh, but the actual Silver Shamrock factory itself was uh, it was a paper pulp factory that was used for the setting of the Silver Shamrock toy factory, so or mask factory, I should say. Uh, Tom Atkins, who plays the main character in the movie, had worked with John Carpenter twice in the past, including The Fog in 1980 and Escape from New York in 1981 before he uh, collaborated with Carpenter again in Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. And uh, we mentioned that Michael Myers makes a cameo in this movie, which we'll talk about in a second. But according to multiple online sources, Jamie Lee Curtis herself gets two vocal cameos. Any guesses as to where they are? Is it on the um, loudspeaker? There's one. Yep. And... The commercial? The other one's the telephone operator. The telephone operator. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly that's her on, on it both. It sounds actually, now that you mention it, yep. yeah, the loudspeaker and then that. Okay, yep. that makes sense. Yep. And uh, in addition to that, you kind of mentioned this before, but the original Halloween film is canon in this movie as a commercial for the film can be seen when Dr. Chalice, Tom uh, Atkins' character, is at the bar in the beginning of the movie. And it's also played when uh, Chalice is left to die by Cochran in that room when they put the mask on him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a cool little thing where it's like, you know, okay, hey, we know the first two movies exist, but they, they also exist in this movie as well, which I yeah. thought was a cool touch. That's definitely something that they would do, I feel like, nowadays. I feel like you don't you, you didn't really get that a lot back no, in the No, I feel 80s. like that was pretty original pretty for that time. Pretty cool idea. Yeah, Carpenter just rocks, even though he didn't direct it. But, uh, you know, he, he's the creative force behind he this. He definitely like has Deborah influences, Hill. yeah. yeah. Uh, the soundtrack for this movie, which is excellent, by oh, yes. the way, uh, was composed by Carpenter and Alan Horvath, who I guess they both collaborated. Uh, Carpenter obviously wrote the, sco- the iconic Halloween score, but I think Horvath worked with uh, him on that, or at least in the second movie. And finally, one of the most memorable aspects of the film is the Silver Shamrock jingle, which we already talked about, which is set to the tune of London Bridges Falling Down, which the main reason they chose that is because it's in the public domain. They don't have to pay for the rights to use that song. And it's played a total of 14 times in the movie. That's a lot. It's a lot. I actually thought it was going to be more than that, though. It does seem like it's played it's a long, every 30 seconds. It's a seconds. long fucking jingle, though. It really is. It's at least 20 seconds each time. Yeah. It's a, it's a long. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that goes on for five seconds. Two more days till Halloween, Halloween. 
I digress. Uh, the voice in those commercials, by the way, is director Tommy Lee Wallace. Oh, okay. Now gather around, children. Come, we'll put your masks on and watch the Silver Shamrock commercial on Halloween. So fucking weird. <laughs> it's such a weird... <laughs> like, who does... Like, imagine being that being a thing. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, in terms of half-assed analysis for Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, uh, I got a couple things, but you have any idea or, like, anything that you picked up on what you thought this movie was about watching it? Um... I mean, what this movie was about, mm. like, like, like a deeper meaning, a deeper meaning. Yeah, I don't think there's a deeper meaning for this movie other than maybe mm-hmm. the over commercialization of Halloween. Halloween. That's exactly what I had. That's this. so. This is basically so. I, yeah, this is pretty much a critique of American consumer culture. Yeah. and the commercialization of Halloween, right? Because the villain in this movie obviously is an Irishman, and you know, obviously the the the, the Celtic. Uh, roots of Halloween are, are very famous, and it's kind of like he's taking revenge yeah. on America for the fact that Halloween has become such a thing, and he wants to bring it back to its roots. It's which is an interesting a concept. More sadistic version of Willy Wonka. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's funny because this was made in the early '80s, and they're making that point then. If only they could see what Halloween has turned into now, and how much it's been commercialized in 2021. Yeah, right. Which I don't get me wrong, I love. You know what I'd be okay with. One of the few movies because it didn't get enough. I'd be okay with a remake of this movie. Yeah, or a sequel to it. A sequel. Mm. Interesting. Or a remake. Or like, so we can we can talk about that if we think it deserves a sequel. We can get to that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know what? Talk about it now. Gives a fuck. I just feel like I feel like I feel like it. Nobody really knows about it. Like like you said, the like hardcore horror fans know about this movie. Yep. I feel like most average people have no idea about this movie. Yeah. It's also fucking old. Yeah. So like nobody watches older movies anymore well I feel, like, I feel like you have to you have to be a a, a horror fan you can't be a cat like a, the casual yeah. horror yeah. fan is not sitting down so and i think this movie halloween get... three season of the witch because i feel like you could make hopefully this... this translates to a lot of listens for us by the way this episode tonight <laughs> yeah i know right people are like season of the witch <laughs> what halloween the fuck 3, is that maybe yeah. it'll turn into because people don't know about it or mm-hmm. they do know about it and they forgot how great that movie is because mm. it's one of those movies that i feel like you can forget about but when you watch it again you realize, yeah, this movie pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I feel like they could do a lot with, like, you could do a pretty close remake without changing much up and make it better just with the advancements. Yeah. I'd still prefer practical. the practical effects, but yeah. even the practical effects are, you know, have improved since yeah. then. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, maybe, you know who I'm for? Uh, Brandon Cronenberg. Why don't you make Brandon make Cronenberg? It? All right, cool. Might be I, a little, I dig uh, it. Might be a little outside. Brand, this, uh, Brandon Cronenberg can uh, do the remake, and uh, John Carpenter's son, Cody Carpenter, can do the music for it. Be okay with that. That'd be pretty cool. Pretty sweet. All right, so before we get into our categories, just a reminder that tonight's episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? <laughs> well, if you do, HelloFresh gets you fr- HelloFresh gets you fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking fun, easy, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less, and with over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Just simply go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off your first order and free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit indeed. All right, again, so categories. We, we might fly through these here tonight because we don't have Kat to, uh, to, to u- bring her usual uh, spunk and energy to these categories. Not that we're not filled with energy, Andrew. But, uh, you know, I mean, do you find this movie to be scary? 
because I didn't. Scary? Creepy. No, it's just... It's it's not supposed to be scary. No. I don't think. I mean, I, I think it's definitely I mean, a movie that's taking itself seriously. It's trying yeah, to it's trying to take it seriously. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it doesn't feel like... Nothing about it is at all realistic. It's much more creepy. and I, It's I, a very creepy vibes with the culty vibes. Yeah, that. yeah, of course. And I, I definitely can feel the influence of, like, an Invasion of the Body Snatchers type yeah. movie on this. Because, you know, with the clones and the androids and all that. and you know, that, yeah, But a town like that, those towns like that do exist. Yeah. And that's creepy. Cause the, the town might have been the creepiest part of the yeah. whole movie, I thought. You know? Because um, they were all, they didn't even think, I didn't think anybody in the town knew about it. Except yeah. for the people that, like, were in, like, basically, it was basically him and just all the androids that knew about it. I think so. Because everyone else well, kinda... were, were all the townspeople androids? That's an interesting question. It's possible. It's definitely possible. The only thing that was weird about it was, so, like, the, they have, like, their curfew at 6 o'clock every night. Yeah, it's fucking early. Yet there's a fucking liquor store that's open. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why is that liquor store open? Yeah. Didn't make any sense. I know. He's, like, going to the packy after curfew when it's open. Yeah. If there's a curfew for 6 o'clock and you have to be your house, why is this place yeah, open? Yeah, why is the packy open? Or, like, what, you just can't be out, like, cavorting in the street? Like, what, like, what's, yeah, I'm very what's, confused what, what does the curfew actually entail? That's That would be my big question. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't get that either. But can we, can we take a second here to talk about <laughs> Dr. Chalice, <laughs> Tom Atkins' character? <laughs> Dude, this is definitely a character. I think there's, uh, you wouldn't be able to get away with a lot of the shit that he does. Uh, no, in 2021. he would be canceled very quickly. Yeah, very, very quickly. I mean, he's, uh, you know, I don't think he's portrayed to be, he's very, he's pretty much like an anti-hero. He's a uh, womanizing, womanizing, alcoholic doctor uh, that, you know, tends to drink quite a bit. I mean, he's, uh, I, I looked this up because it kind of struck me a little bit. So Tom Atkins uh, when they filmed this movie, was about forty-five, give or take. And the daughter's name, what's her? What was her name? Do you remember? <sighs> Ellie. Ellie. I think oh, it was Ellie. Ellie. That's right. I yeah, think it Ellie. Was Ellie. Ellie. Uh, the, the girl that played Ellie was uh, twenty-two at the time this movie yeah. was filmed. So it's kind of a little creepy. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's he's uh, he's clearly divorced and a, and a bad father. But you know, he shows up to work and he. You know, uh, he's slapping nurses' asses in the hallways and, you know... Uh, like, old-ass nurses. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, you know... She's, like, 60-something. Yeah, and he's, like, you know, he's... The, the the woman that was doing all the forensic work, like, looking at the android guy, he, like, gives well, her a smooch. Well, they had definitely hooked up they've, they've been fucking, and, yep. like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll go out to do, dinner with you anytime. And then he, like, hangs up the phone, he, like, hops into bed with this 22-year-old <laughs> girl, and he's banging this girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, wild. he's, like... And I love when he, like, tries to pull, like, the... He's like, oh, like maybe we should get another room. I'll, I can go sleep in the car. And she's like, well, that would kind of make things suspicious, wouldn't it? She's like, where do you want to sleep, Doctor Chalice? And he's like, well, I think you know the answer to that, don't you? Yeah, and right. She's like, yeah, let's that was fuck. Smooth, smooth, very, very smooth. Like, like you know, but I was that. like, he knew what was up. Okay, this could be your daughter, dude. But yeah, go for it, man. Whatever way, whatever floats your boat, bro. Um, all right, so yeah, we're a little off topic there, but I feel like we had to address <laughs> we had to address that portion of the character. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh my god. Uh, did you have a favorite scene in this movie? <sighs> favorite scene is kind of tough. Uh, there's so many good scenes in this movie. I guess I'll go with, if I have to, because it's such a weird scene, is when, um, it's towards the end of the movie when they're in the factory, and I forget the name of the family, it's like the top salesman. Yeah, 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 that was and mine too. And they put him yep. in that room yep. to, for the test commercial. Yep. And... It goes on, and, like, the kid's head starts getting, like, enveloped by the mask. Yeah. And then all these disgusting bugs. Bugs, and snakes. snakes and, start crawling yeah. out, and they kill the parents. The yeah. Mom. 
that was like when that happens, you're like, oh shit, this is so uh, this is that's where this is going. You're like, this is weird. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Because what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, it's like the snakes. Yeah. It's it's about the snakes being driven out of Ireland. That's correct. <laughs> Remember from uh, yep, yep. Um, St. <laughs> Patty's Day. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Always sunny. Yes, yes, I do. But yes. that's a different holiday, so I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't really understand that. I, I mean, I'm I'm Irish. I don't. Uh, I don't. I won't pretend to know all of the details about the origin of, uh, of, of Halloween, or Samhain, I believe, as it was called, an old Celtic and pagan fork, folk Did we look into that at all? Folklore. Did you look into that at all? I did not, actually. Well, I'm curious if that Probably should have. Like, yeah, that probably would have been a good idea. Yeah, well, too. stupid me. Well. Okay. Yeah, but I had that down as my favorite scene, too. That's probably like the biggest what-the-fuck moment. That and yeah. another moment, which I'll talk about for my favorite kill. Um, but I also, I really liked... And it's subtle. I really like the creepy factor of that town where the factory is and just kind of like the whole vibe of that town. Like the, the scene where they arrive there yeah, is really cool. Yeah, like a goldfish. Yeah, exactly. And then like, you know, when he's, you know, when Dr. Chalice is trying to walk around and kind of figure out, like trying to figure out like what the fuck's going on. It's just very, very creepy. Um, I also thought too, the, uh, the, the, the scene where the, what's the guy, uh, the um, Ellie's dad, when he's killed at the hospital, the guy like basically like rips his skull oh, that's, apart, yeah. and then uh, the guy, you know, Doctor Chalice chases him out of the hospital and he sets himself on fire in the car. I was like, oh shit, that's pretty cool, pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah. And I, I hadn't seen this movie in quite a long time, so there were some little things that I forgot, but you know, I remembered most of it. I would say, I would say, excuse me. I mean, in terms of a favorite quote, is there anything else that sticks out to you besides that fucking jingle? Um. I mean, at the end of the movie, when he's like, "Turn the fucking," when he's like yelling on the stop phone, it, stop, stop it. it, yeah. But other than that, stop like, it. I mean, it could. It, we already kind of said it, but it could be. Well, I think you know where I want to sleep. I mean, that might be. <laughs> that might be a good choice. I think you know where I want to sleep. You're gonna use or that. You gotta use. You gotta use that for a pickup line the next time you're out at a bar. Yeah. There you go. That'll go over real well. <laughs> <laughs> Any of you feminitas <laughs> in for some supplemental restraint? <laughs> All right. Uh, who was your favorite and least favorite characters? Oh, that's tough. I mean, Doctor Chalice is my favorite. It's got to be right. I mean, I feel like this is this is you know it's kind of it's there there aren't too too many characters in this movie. I would say no. Least favorite would probably be. Um, that's tough. I hated I hated the douchey salesman whose fucking kid got killed. Yeah, I think he was supposed to be like he reminded me like we were saying William Walker. Yeah. He reminded me of like Violet. Uh, yes, he's he like did. Oh my god, that's such a good Beauregard call. Beauregard here, <laughs> such a good call. Hey, Beauregard here, Violet. You're saying Violet, Violet. Yeah, yeah, because he just reminds me of like I, I worked in sales for a very long time in my prior career, and he just reminds me of every ass kicking, ass kissing sleazy sales fuckwad that I had ever met in my entire life. They call themselves like sales gurus, like the ABC crowd, the always be closing, like fuck that. I can't stand that shit. I'm so glad that I don't do it anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, he was my least favorite. I mean, also, uh, what's the, 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 the guy that runs the factory? Uh, Col- Colson or Col- Cochran. Cochran. Cochran, yeah. Col- Cochran, obviously, you know, he's a villain. Name? Uh, Cone, Connor Con- or Con- Con- something it's like something, something with weird. a C yeah, yeah something, something Irish um, so yeah I mean he, he's he's the villain obviously so he's supposed to be an asshole but you know he's you know it's I would say the motives for his crime uh, were 
you know, very strange. strange, very, very odd, very odd. I mean, hey, Irish, I did like when he Irish pride all the day, all clap day. As once he figured out how to defeat him. Yes, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. He lost with grace. Yeah. Uh, anybody in the cast that you had an issue with, or anyone that you'd replace, or anything that uh, that could have been better there? I didn't really have anything. No, for those type of movies. As long as it's fine, like yeah. I wouldn't replace it. Yeah, there was nothing egregious here. I no. would say no one. So. No, everyone played their roles well. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, any nitpicks? Can I pick some nits with this movie. Plenty of nitpicks. More just, I don't know if they're plot holes or confusion. Mm. But okay, but main nitpick. Maybe I'm missing something here. At the end, when they blow up the whole place, basically with mm-hmm. those chips. Yep. How is the commercial still getting aired? Didn't they destroy everything? So, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. Am that's I missing the, something? Yeah. already said. Um, another nitpick. When he calls the television company. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. get yeah. the thing shut off and they're just like doing it on every channel. Like, that, yeah. I don't think it works that way. That doesn't way. work that way. I mean, unless it's like a, a local. I mean, yeah, because he's trying. Obviously, it shows that these masks are being purchased everywhere around the country. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's standing in a fucking phone booth at a gas station in Somehow California, like, trying to get the whole thing. What phone number did you call? Yeah, like, How did you get this number? Hello, operator, get me the TV company, get me please. The TV. <laughs> <laughs> if it was nowadays, right. you'd be like, get me Verizon yeah. and hold for 35 yeah, yeah, minutes exactly. and everybody would be, dead. be like, oh, sorry, you're on hold? How sad. Yeah, they're like, you know, how CBS, turn that shit off. ABC, turn that shit off. NBC, turn that shit off. Everywhere. Like, you know, I, 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 I mean, obviously, suspend disbelief a bit here, but it's... Clearly. Like, yeah, if, we're, if, we're, if we're dissecting this a little bit further. Also, I, I'm sure it probably has something to do with the history of Halloween and Samhain, or maybe it doesn't. I, what was the significance of the Stonehenge? So they were trying to, because so they bring it up in the beginning. Uh, this little time I saw in the news clip, yep, the, the news clip that piece of it was missing. Was missing. Yep. And I think they brought in the fact that it has to do something to do with an astrological ah, time. Okay. So that yeah. was they needed this that particular stone for yeah. maybe this date when in its three hundred because it was like okay. three hundred three hundred right. years that ago. That makes sense. That, I probably just missed that Still when I was rewatching. Wild, like, I was probably looking at my phone or something. But yeah, astrological shit. Who comes I, up with this? shit? Yeah, I know. I, like, I, I, uh, I couldn't uh, give one less of a fuck about astrological shit. That shit bores the fuck out yeah, of me. Like, so, so it's 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 one of those things like they have to like bring it up just enough, mm. and then you're like, well, it doesn't matter because mm. nobody's watching this and can't. That is very that. clearly when they show the Stonehenge thing on the news at the beginning. That is very clearly exposition. Like, hey. Pay attention to this shit about the Stonehenge because it's going to be important. Yeah, because why else would you be showing this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, also, how the fuck are you stealing a piece of the Stonehenge? How are you stealing that? Well, <laughs> like, he's got those robots. Yeah, it's the created. robots just like carrying it across the ocean. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to think he probably has some sort of. He's like Doctor Evil. He's got to have some yeah. sort of like shuttle or yeah, something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's essentially. It's also uh, another thing too. But so it's called Season of the Witch. He's a warlock because he's a he's a male, right? So it should be called Season of the Warlock, right? Maybe not as nice of a ring yeah. to it, but yeah, maybe he's got like some mystical warlock powers that can bring peace. They could they should have done just some weird fucking name for this movie because mm. like you could have gone so many different directions. I can't think of any names off mm. the top of my head, but it's such a weird movie. Like it could have mm. been like <laughs> the Return of Samhain or like you know <laughs> like I don't know something weird. The, I don't know. How the Stonehenge got stolen. Yeah, something with a Silver Hedge. Shamrock story. Something like that. <laughs> Silver Shamrock would have been a fine Silver name. Silver Shamrock too. would have been a cool name for it, too. All right. 
Cool. Yeah. So I had a couple. I had a couple nicks, nits to pick there. You have anything else? Um, I'm not sure if it's a nitpick. Just a ridiculous scene in the movie is at the end when he's they're driving away and he, he saved Ellie and he's trying to get away and then it becomes clear that Ellie has been perhaps converted into or turned into a robot yep, too. Yep. And he smashes the car because she starts attacking him. Mm-hmm. And he gets out, rolls out like he's fine. Like that was ex- first. That's a wild car accident. Yeah. You should be fucked up. Yeah. He just like gets, gets out. out. Like, I'm pretty sure he didn't have a seatbelt and God knows if there's uh, yeah, even an airbag. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, 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 yeah. He gets out he and then she dead. starts attacking him. And he must have killed that thing like four different times. Yeah. And you think it's over, then all of a sudden just her arm, which has already been detached from her body multiple times, is just on his neck choking him. And it's like, and it happens like four times after like, it's like, oh, I'm like, what are we doing here? Is this just like, is this intentional overkill? Yep. Which I feel like it is. Probably is. Yeah. Just again, Um, 80s excess at at its finest in horror movies. That was ridiculous. Um, Little side note here, which made me wonder, um, was Ellie a robot the entire time? I know. Very good question. The only thing that makes me believe that that's not true is Dr. that... Dr. Chalice just having sex with robots? Is that the... <laughs> I mean, he probably wouldn't care. He wouldn't care? No. He'd go for it. He, you know where he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> you know where well, you um, know that. The only thing that makes it different is the robots never say anything. They never have any personality. They're very right. just... Uh, like they're, yeah. like, they're like brainwashed human. Yeah. So she never displays any of those attributes throughout the movie mm-hmm. until the end when she's finally... So I think they did something with her. Yeah. How did they convert her into that? Like, what did they do? Were know. those Were those robots or whatever, were they human at one point and he did something? So they had, like, yellow blood and then all of a sudden they became... I think personally that they he was pretty much just using people's likeness to build androids out of them, and I think he was all the people that he was killing, he was sacrificing. So Ellie was probably killed in that room, and then they removed and her. They were, and they like yeah, just kind of used there. her likeness in, a, in an android. That's, that makes sense. Thing. Yeah, just took her, shedded her skin off. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I know we we already talked about favorite scenes, but you know, I, I just kind of thought of this. You know, one I thought one of the coolest parts of the uh, the movie was kind of like the opening credits, the homage to Halloween, the original, like, you know, because obviously yeah. they do, like, the computerized, like, yep. jack-o'-lantern, and I thought that was kind of a cool Oh, that was touch. an excellent yeah. way to start the movie. Yeah, very but cool. that probably pissed people off, too. Yeah, they're probably like, what the fuck is this shit? And then afterwards, they're like, what? I want jack-o'-lanterns and Michael Myers and Knives and Dr. Lewis. I want the and, same yeah. movie three times yeah, in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you're a fucking idiot, and no one cares what you think. Yeah. Yep. That's well, I mean, fun. hey, that's John Carpenter was telling you that at the end of Halloween 2, he, he kills Michael Myers and kills Dr. Loomis. So he didn't want to do anymore at that point. This is what he wanted to do. So deal with it. Get over it. Get over it. What was your favorite kill in the movie, Andrew? Hmm. I favorite have one if you'd like. kill in the movie. You can go first. I'll go first. Mine was the quote-unquote misfire. Oh, you know, pretty cool. That is probably yeah. When the bug, like that's yeah. Like, now, what was that? The bugs. I don't understand out? it. So what is this thing? I'm, I'm confused as to what comes out yeah. of this piece of Stonehenge that blasts bugs into your face <laughs> and then they come crawling out. <laughs> bugs and snakes. I really, do, I don't think you're supposed to mm. know. I, I feel like nobody. Yeah, cares. it's supposed to be it's ambiguous and weird. And, and yeah, it just is what it is. Um, I mean, you were talking about earlier her dad dying the way he rips, mm. like with his nose, like he like breaks. Yeah, it was, it was fucking weird. gross. Yeah, Oof. really good effects. Yeah, like that was. 
essentially gouging that guy's eyeballs out, and reaching into his eye sockets and pulling, pulling his, his skull like, apart. Like, yeah, yeah like, like, yikes. Ugh. Oh, my God. That's a terrible way to die. Uh, that's a Michael Myers-esque kill right there. Yeah. So, you know. so they definitely, you know, they kept the they, they kept the pain. Yeah, for sure. For sure. There's some gross shit in this movie. So, do you think this could be an interesting haunted attraction? I mean, you could definitely use the Silver Shamrock. Awesome location for it. Perfect. Like, you could do, like, a smaller version of the town, and then you mm-hmm. end up in the factory at the end. Like, yep. really, I, I think that would work. So. I would go in a heartbeat. I, I obviously would, too. And I think in true Halloween season, Halloween 3 season of the witch fashion, uh, last year, and for parts of this year, so obviously last year COVID happened, so it fucked up with, fucked a lot of shit over it. Uh, Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood, there were backstage photos taken of a maze that was, or a house, I hate when people call them haunted mazes, a haunted house that was in development, and the facade for this house was the outside of the Silver Shamrock factory. Really? So they were going to do and a season, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch house, and I don't know if because it, they only had the rights to do this for one year... Um, or what happened behind the scenes. It was never officially confirmed by Universal. It just—it was pretty w- widely known behind the scenes that this was actually supposed to be at oh, the event. And it was instead replaced by our good old friend Michael Myers and Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, which you can walk through at Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood this year. But uh, I think it would have been so much cooler to see them do a take on Halloween 3 Season of the Witch because, That's again, Michael Myers is all kinds maybe of overexposed. Uh, maybe if our buddies at uh, Barrett's are... Uh, yeah, Halloween 3 Season maybe of Halloween the Witch. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. That'd be yeah, sweet. Yeah. That'd be sweet. But, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say that. I think you could do a lot of stuff with, like, you know, you could do stuff with the androids. You could do a lot of stuff with the masks. Uh, you could do some cool stuff I mean, with, you could like, the Stonehenge. annoy and, people with the jingle Oh, my God, absolutely. Time. Three more days till Halloween, Halloween. I'm definitely putting that sound effect. I in feel like that would actually make like kind of a cool like theme like roller coaster or, like ride too. Uh, that'd be sweet. Like I'd be down for that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd ride. That. I'd go for a ride. I'd ride with that witch. Yeah. So, and this is you know kind of our last question here. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit already. Would you like to see a sequel to this movie? I know you said you'd like to see a reboot of this movie, like a re a remake. A remake. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be remade. And then. You can talk about a sequel. Yeah. I don't really know what you would do for a sequel. I agree because uh, I actually the more the more I the more I think about it and the more that you talk about it, uh, you've talked me into it because I think the way that this movie ends, a pretty dark ending, and it's yeah because you don't know what happened. You it, don't know. I'm under the assumption that the commercial gets aired. Yeah, the commercial gets aired. Lots of people die. Ellie dies, yep. and you know everything that Doctor Chalice has been doing is in vain. So. Despite the fact that he blew up the factory and, you know, got rid of all, you know, killed all the androids and, yeah. you know, uh, Cochrane and all that. So I think a, I think a, re- a remake of this would be pretty cool because they could, you know, update it for modern times. And like I said, like Halloween is so much more commercialized now in 2021 than it was ever back in the 80s. I mean, it's been popular for a long time, but I feel like each year it just gets bigger and bigger and yeah. bigger. Which, again, don't get me wrong. I fucking love that. Oh, yeah. But they could definitely do a cool... A cool remake of this, I oh, would say. Oh, 100%. I think if they... And they could yeah. take their time, do it right. Also, you know what? Like, hey... Stay true to the story, too. Yeah. Please. Fuck your franchises. Dude, let a horror mind like John Carpenter or somebody else, like James Wan or Jordan Peele, let them do a movie theory... A movie theory... That's an anthology. A movie series that is an anthology and call it 
Jordan Peele's Halloween, you know, and then call it a different title and do new movies, different stories every year. I would fucking love that. Or do a TV series in uh, in the vein of Creepshow or The Twilight Zone or, you know, something like that. I would love I to feel see like that's, something I feel like, like this movie was way too before its time. Yeah, I agree with that. That's 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 a, why that's I think that's why really reason I think it. another like a reboot. Get yeah, people thinking about it again, going, "Wow, that's such a great idea. Why didn't they do this back then?" Yeah, because people are stupid and cheap. Yeah, agreed. All right, cool. Any final thoughts on Halloween Three: Season of the Warlock? Oh, I'm sorry, Season of the Witch. I only have one more thing to say. Mm-hmm. Eight more days till Halloween, <laughs> Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> eight more days till Halloween, Silver Shamrock. <laughs> that is a very well said final thought, my friend. Nicely put. Nicely yeah, put. Well, I, so. I think that's uh, about all we got on Halloween Three: yeah. Season of the Witch. Pretty, good stuff. Pretty good, concise. I mean, yeah. There's not like it's not like a deep dive into the movie because there's yeah. really nothing deep to dive into. It's yeah. just a good '80s horror movie that if you haven't seen it, you really need to watch it. And you go into this movie knowing, yeah, it's not. Halloween. Yeah. It's season of the witch. Yep. So just don't put all the uh, yeah. past thoughts I, of I would say up. like if if some if you're a horror fan somehow this movie has passed you by, um you need to check this out. Oh yeah. Definitely. For sure. This For is sure. awesome movie. Yeah. For true. For true. All right, so with that being said, uh, looking forward to having Cat back on here next week with us, but uh, here's where you can find us on the following social media platforms. First and foremost is our website that's ahpod.com, a h h p o d.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Facebook. Just go on there and search for America's Hometown America's Hometown Horror, not Farrer, and you will find us. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Hometown Horror, and we're on Instagram, at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also email us at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. And you can also listen to our show wherever you're listening to us right now, but also on Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, blah, 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 pretty much everywhere. So... Uh, my name is Mike. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror, and I have been joined by my co-host, Andrew. As always, say goodbye to your listeners, Andrew. Adios, boys and girls. Good evening. Don't forget your masks. Uh, <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Mike from America's Hometown Horror. and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because, of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus, and Old Colony Cast. Head on over and give them a listen.